Hi, I'm Allison, and welcome to the Searching for Vitality podcast. Candice and I are the co-hosts, and we are interviewing health and wellness practitioners in the greater Omaha and Lincoln area with the goal of learning different ways to better our wellness. We are searching for ways to better our mind, body, and spirit, and invite you to follow along in our journey. Our hope is that this podcast inspires you to connect with various experts in our local community to build a team to help you along your own journey. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, thanks for uh, joining us today. Allison is gone. She's on vacation, but today we are talking with Tammy Karnick. She is a medium in Omaha, Nebraska. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, can you talk a little bit about yourself and how you realized you had a gift and um, what made you start um, learning about your learning about your gift and how did you start helping people with that gift? Thank you so much, Candace, for having me. Um, again, my name is Tammy Karnick. Um, I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm married and have three adult children. And um, I've actually been doing uh, readings. Um, I, I call myself a psychic medium. Um, and as we go through, we'll talk more about, um, that because every medium has psychic abilities, but not every psychic is a medium. So, um, and, and that's really interesting how that kind of plays out too. But, um, I've always known that I had, uh, the gift, I guess you'd say, um, Ever since I was little, I could see and talk to dead people. But when you tell others or you tell your parents that it's not well received as a four or five year old. Um, so you kind of shelve it. Um, everybody has lots and lots of intuition and ways to tap into things. But as a child, I just knew there was more. And um, growing up, I was born and raised Christian, um, but I always had this um insatiable desire to connect with spiritual things. And so uh, in grade school, I mean, I signed myself up for like five different churches that I was attending different clubs and different whatever. So I knew spirituality and the other side was something that I connected easily with. And I just had a hunger for more, but, um, you know, so fast forward and um, like I said, I always knew it was there when I needed it or when I needed to connect or whatever. I knew I could do it, but didn't really tell a lot of other people about it. And it was really after the passing of my mom that um, she would come to me and say things and kind of more or less just let me know that, hey, remember when you were little and you told me that you were right, you know, Um but I didn't know what to do with that, but, um, I'm a big believer in dreams and dream interpretation. And, um, as I always tell people, when I start a session with them, that really was the clincher for me. I had a dream. Um, and as I tell people, if you have a dream, that's just a monkey driving a Corvette, smoking a cigar that might be all it is. But if you continuously have that same dream, then you need to dig deep and see what each of those stand for or how it's connecting to you. And I had a dream for probably 22 years and it would come every month, 
every other week, three nights in a row. There was no rhyme or reason as to, I mean, I couldn't connect as to, is it when I'm more stressed? Is it when, you know, why is this happening? But the dream was simple. I'm showing people through my house and it's the house I live in now. And I'm just showing them each room and each room has a door. And when I open that door, I see lots and lots of furniture. It's fully decorated, but it's all dark and cobwebbed. Every single room has this. There's an extension of every room. And every time I show it to my guest, they're like, wow, did you forget you had this? Why is this, you know, why don't, why aren't you making use of this? Blah, blah, blah. So after I had this dream this long and whatever, I thought maybe there's more to this. And like I said, after the passing of my mom and her coming to me, I was like, okay, let me just go see someone. So I went to see a psychic medium and I did not tell her about the dream, but she um, just started to unravel a lot of things and telling me things about myself that I knew to be true, but that I had not shared with her. I wouldn't say that I was skeptical by any means. I went in very open, but I was not open to giving her information. I wanted to know what she could tell me about myself, kind of. And um, she told me, you know, you have a lot more gifts than you think you do. You really need to start opening up to this. Um, you know, she just shared a lot of really personal information with me that night. And I got in the car and I cried the whole way home because I felt such a sense of relief. And I felt like, um, you know, and I opened up to the universe and I said, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you're going to have to help me because I don't even begin to know how to share this with people. And I got home and I told my husband, I think I just need to go on this venture. Um, you know, and I just asked, as I said, I'm um, I'm Christian. So I asked God to, to guide me in this, to help me know how to do a reading, what, what I was getting into. And I did not, I have not had that dream since I acknowledged, I connected the dots that, that those extensions of those rooms was this gift. And so that's how it all started. Um, and that was probably in about, uh, 2010 when I, when I started. So I just went to a lot of different, um, meetings around town, um, that where there was places where I could, uh, just meet with people, like-minded people, I guess you would say, and just do on the spot kind of readings and, um, to just kind of get my feet wet. And that was very interesting because it was scary and, um, it just, it just didn't feel like the right fit for me. So as I said, I just kind of had to, um, find my way. I, I guess, you know, if you've gone to any, I mean, there's lots of psychic mediums and everybody does a reading differently. Everybody gets their information differently. And I just needed to find my way. And I, and I feel like, you know, it took me a good year before I felt really comfortable with, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I got an office and, and started taking um, people for readings. That is such a huge journey. Like, and then I was thinking there's so much I now want to like ask you, cause it just seems like just being a Christian as well. Um, 
and then just hearing stuff about, you know, spirits. And I would always be nervous if, um, I always thought mediums were cool, but with being a medium and if you seeing, seeing dead people, do you have, did you ever have fears of seeing that? And then just like you brought up with your mother, um, kind of that, I'm assuming shame or kind of put it down where I've never felt like I was a medium, but I would have this high intuition about people and it was always be told to kind of shove it down. Um, was it hard to kind of, uh, let go of that, um, those fears and then with seeing people, how did you, were you ever afraid of seeing, seeing dead people at all? Um, I think because it happened to me so young, um, it wasn't scary to me. And I, I, I now know I can look back and know that spirit that I was seeing was spirit that has crossed. So it was, it was a very, uh, light, bright spirit. Um, and I feel that, um, I could feel negative spirit because to me, the way I describe it to people. And, and as I said, you know, you talk to any psychic medium and everybody's got a different story or how they connect or how they verbalize what they're seeing or doing. But to me, true, if you will, ghosts are earthbound spirits. They're spirits that have chosen to stay here. They've chosen to not cross for whatever reason. Um, and so they have a very different feeling to me than spirit that has crossed. I know when um, I'm connecting with someone who has crossed because it's very light, bright, warm uh, energy um, because spirit is just that it's energy. And so earthbound spirit um, is very unhappy. I mean, they've chosen to stay here for whatever reason. And um, many, you know, if, if you talk to them, I mean, because I can communicate with them as well. And many of them are like, well, gosh, darn it. Now I'm dead. And I didn't believe in God. So I guess I just have to stay here. Or I was murdered and I'm going to stay here and try to help solve the crime. Or, you know, because at any point in time, anyone that wants to cross has the ability to, but sometimes people just get kind of locked in this mess here and they've chosen to stay and then they don't know how to get out of it, you know, and they just need a little nudge to say, you can do this. You know, there's people on the other side waiting for you. Um, but that is a very different energy. But so, um, I guess, um, I got off track there, but um, in answer to your question, um, I, so because it happened so young, I've never really been fearful. And I know that, um, you know, you go and you see horror movies and you see, you know, the paranormal and it's supposed, and it's, you know, portrayed as so scary and it's throwing people around the room and, you know, moving furniture and whatever, you know, it, I, I do a lot of um, paranormal investigations. I do house cleansings and don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been pushed and shoved and touched and whatever, but I know my belief in either helping them or getting out of their way or in what I believe in is much stronger than what they, you know, so I'm never fearful from, for them. I'm always trying to be very helpful to them. So I, in answer to a true fear or scare, no, I've never been scared. Well, I can also tell, like, just, I feel like your faith in God helps you a lot with this as well, where, sure. um, 
like, I just think sometimes with that too, where I've always been fascinated, I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. But I'm like, uh, I don't know what I would do. Or I feel like sometimes it's happened to me, but I don't want to, um, sometimes I want to like pretend it didn't happen or something, but, um, yeah, I just think it's great that your faith, I feel like helped <clears throat> has helped you a lot because there is sure. for me, I feel like there's, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But if you have that faith in God, instead of faith or like worried about, you know, negative energies, you, it sounds like you have that faith that you don't have to worry about anything bad happening to you. Cause you know, you got, you have God. That well, and, and as I said, you know, I've, I've visited homes that had very, very negative energy and to try to rid it of that, you know, our homes are our sanctuary and we can ask anything that is in there to leave, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, we can do cleansings and those types of things to make that, um, you know, a, a healthier place because we all are surrounded by energy all the time. So at any point in time, you know, you go to a yard sale and you bring something home, you could bring spirit with you, you know? So it's, you know, I always tell people, make sure that you're doing all your proper cleansings and, and that type of thing. But, um, you know, and it is one of those things where when I, I read for all kinds of people, um, you know, and as I've stressed, you know, and I try to be cognizant of, you know, using the word uh, God or whatever, uh, you know, the universe or whatever. I always tell them whatever higher power you believe in, we, it's all it's all the same. We just call it different things, you know, just like I, I always tell people, you know, well, um, to me and in doing readings for as long as I have, you know, just when I think I understand the other side, I'm like, oh, I got it, you know, mm -hmm. and then it's like another reading happens and I'm like, I don't got it. You know, <laughs> I, I think I understood and now there's a new story or a new, you know, twist. But um, like I always tell people, you know, God, the higher power, who you know, the universe, whatever you believe in, you know, they're all striving to make us better people. And so, um, it, they view all of our religions as, oh, that's the club you decided to be in. You decided to be in the Catholic club. Okay. That's all good. As long as you're a good person, you know, I don't care if you belong to the Methodist club, the Jewish club, the, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, so that's how <clears throat> it's, it's looked on to me as, as long as we're all doing good, kind things, it doesn't matter what club we're in. You know, so um, because sometimes people that come for readings, you know, get caught up in um, the religious connotation of it. And, you know, like, oh, my dad didn't believe in God. And I just know that he's, you know, sentenced to hell and he's not going to cross. And, you know, and so we can sort through those things. And, you know, my my wish and goal for everyone is to leave feeling better than when they came. That's a good goal. Well, even there, I always forget too, where, um, before, like I've had a reading readings with you and I noticed like I've gone at first, I would be skeptical, like, Oh, maybe. And you just blew me away each time. And the best one, I feel like that it did help me was with my, cause when my mother passed and just hearing some things, cause it happened so unexpectedly. And so to hear you, I think even in the session, you start kind of talking like her. I was like, oh my God. Um, and it, and just some of the stuff that you said, or like she would even joke. So it made me feel so much better afterwards. And I just felt um, 
more relief because there's sometimes I still remember too, like right before she died, I kept on having this weird feeling she wasn't going to be around. And I kept on like, the way it came for me was they bought this dog and I was like, she's not gonna be around for him. And I just got that such an uneasy feeling. And then she passed two days later. And I remember feeling so guilty that I didn't tell her I knew because I thought maybe she would have some comfort and just stuff. I never got to say goodbye or anything. So going to you, I felt so much better talking to you through it. That's good. Good. And I still remember even with my dad, he's like, I don't know if I've, because there's one part too. It was just amazing was, um, well, she made a joke. Like, I remember you told me, um, she's making a joke. She can't make it to her own funeral. And I had to think about it. She couldn't like, she got, we got stuck in traffic. And then with my dad, I remember trying to tell him, cause I remember you said something to me, like, um, she really wanted you to have Christmas ornaments. And at the time I was like, well, I already have all the ornaments. I don't know why she would want like me to have any more. And I left the session with you and I tried to tell my dad and he's like, I don't know if I believe it. Oh, by the way, I found some Christmas ornaments that you made as a kid. Do you want it? And I'm like, holy fuck. Like I was just beyond like shocked. Yes. Like that. And then there's times before, again, like I remember going to you and out of other ones that I would go to, like you would say names, places, and it just, um, it just felt like such a relief to go when, um, try not even tear up now. It felt like such a relief to finally like talk to someone that passed that you didn't get the opportunity. Um, do you have a moment that you can think of with a client that, that kind of impacted you when you did a reading for them? Oh gosh, there's been so many. Um, yes. I mean, as I said, you know, you go into a reading and when I go into the session, let me back up a minute. As I said earlier, um, you know, trying to find my own way early on, it was interesting for me because, you know, I would go in and I, I wouldn't let the person talk. I mean, I would be like, don't tell me anything, you know, because I feared like, oh, I don't want them to get in the car and go, well, I told her, every, you know, she asked me this, you know, so I didn't ask any questions and I, I didn't want them to talk. I, I just wanted to be like, blah, 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 blah. They're saying this and this and this. And I, I learned that, you know, quickly that there are times that, um, I needed, I needed to ask some things, you know, like, does this make sense to you? You know, um, because how it comes to me is I, you know, I make, um, they might come through in pictures or words or, you know, um, and I try to find ways that will help those who have crossed validate it being them, you know, and, um, so going into the session, I always tell them, um, I have prayed for your highest intention today. I have asked the universe. I've asked those that have crossed whoever, um, I've prayed for your highest intention to come through. So know that what you hear today is what you're supposed to hear. Um, because with that being said, you know, had someone come, you know, had you come to me, three weeks before your mom's passing, your reading would have been different than two days after her, pa- you know, that type of thing. So I think that it is important for people to know that um, a lot of times with readings, it's not a one and done. I mean, it's not like we're, we're wanting you to come back, come back, come back. 
um, like a doctor's visit, but sometimes, you know, it is something where sometimes people will be like, I don't even know why I'm here. I just felt the need to come just as I did with, you know, needing to kind of hear someone tell me things to validate where I was headed with my gift or whatever. Um, you know, people will say, I just felt the need to come. And many times that's when spirit guides come through and, and whatever. Um, and, and they will tell them why they're needed to be there. Um, but with that being said, I have had so many, um, readings where I'm just blown away and so touched. And I, uh, I'm not above crying with the person, you know, I mean, there's been many times that I've wept with them or, you know, because I can feel so deeply how this person on the other side, um, how, how the, the client, so to speak, mm-hmm. their, their communication, their relationship, whatever. Um, but I would have to say there has been a few that have been standouts for sure. Um, and I, I kind of go by like the HIPAA policy with, um, you know, so I never use names and whatever. And I mean, because we all like to think Omaha is a big town, but everybody knows everybody. So, um, but there've been a few that um, I'm always very, very happy to connect moms to their babies. Um, You know, and people are like, babies, how can babies come through? They couldn't even talk when they passed they communicate, you know, it's maybe not through words. It comes to me as words, but they will get their point across. So, um, that's always very touching for a mom who has lost a baby or a child to be able to communicate with them, um, and just, uh, fin- finish their grief. I, I think, cause a lot of times in those readings that kind of finalizes, um, not that that's the end of their grieving, but they they can uh, put a pin in it as to, um, oh, okay, the baby is okay. It's on the other side um, type of thing. Um, I had a mom come, uh, a young girl. Um, she was probably in her 20s, I would say. And she had us, she's married, had a son. And she was just interested in having a reading and we um, proceeded with her reading. And of course her grandpa came through and an uncle, I believe, and just those kinds of things and touched upon some spirit guides and talked about different things. And we were kind of wrapping up and I just had this insistent feeling. And it's always um, interesting when um, it is a a baby because sometimes um, you don't necessarily get clarification on how the pregnancy ended. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you, you try to tread lightly. And I said, um, I just, I have a baby here that, um, I, I feel, I said, have you lost a baby recently? Yes. And she started to cry and she said, yes, I did. And she said, it was actually about six weeks ago. And I said, well, actually, did you know that it was twins? And she said, no. And I said, do you know why you lost the baby? Because I can, I can share that with you. The babies are telling me. And she said, I didn't know it was twins. She said, we just very unexpectedly lost a baby. And I said, the baby that you lost, I said, you lost both of them, but it was a boy and a girl. 
and the girl was the one that you lost most recent. And she didn't want to come into this world without her twin. And he didn't make it in utero. And so I said, it was probably something where never surfaced on the ultrasound, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, I said, but, um, you know, she did, she just checked out because she didn't want to come without him. She wanted to come as a pair. And she's like, I could see her hesitancy and she was sad and we didn't dwell on it. And I said, but I can tell you, if you are open to this, they are willing to come back. And of course, then that opens up the whole thing of, gosh, I don't even know if this person believes in reincarnation, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole other thing. And she said, well, I don't know. You know, I've been to a specialist and he said, uh, you know, we need to just really like the little boy that we have because that's all that we're getting, you know, um, that it's really going to be difficult for me to carry, another, you know, another baby. And so that we probably shouldn't even try. And I, you know, we hugged and parted and she said, um, she called me three months later and she said, I'm pregnant. And she called me at four months and said, it's twins. And at nine months, she had a boy and a girl. And so that always resonates with me in the sense of those little twins wanted her as a mom. They wanted to come, you know, they, they tried a second time and made it. So that will always stand out to me. Um, and another one was um, an elderly, elderly woman had come to me and just had um, the most dear reading ever, you know, I mean, she was really, really old. And so she said, you know, I have so many dead friends. I have two dead husbands. <laughs> she said, I just knew a lot of people were going to show up for me. She <laughs> said, I had no doubt, but I just had to see what all the hubbub was about. She was just the cutest thing. And I, I said, well, and, um, you know, she had a lot of questions and it was interesting. And then I said, well, I do have, a, you know, a baby here. And I said, you know, I don't want to, step on your toes or ask a lot of questions, but I feel like this was a terminated pregnancy. And she just started crying and crying. I mean, sobbing. And I said, and she just wants to let you know, it's okay. She understands. And she then proceeded to tell me that as a 13 year old, her parents forced her into, um, a termination of a pregnancy. And she said, I have never ever forgotten that child. And she said, she hugged me so tight. And she said, I can die in peace now. I know I'm forgiven. You know, so just the peace that it brought her, you know, for, for whatever reason that, that, um, baby knew that she needed that, that little bit of it's okay. It wasn't your fault. You know, it gave her that peace that day. You know, so it's things like that where you go in thinking you're just connecting them with these these people who have crossed, you know, uh, on the other side. You know, just so many husbands and wives and children um, that uh, just need that last final word with them. And there's always something within the reading that, I mean, they can laugh and joke and, 
tell them where something missing is or whatever. Um, but there's always one thing that resonates that it's just like, oh, I never thought I would get that. And they do. Which I mean, now I'm kind of like speechless because I was thinking about those, especially with women that, because I know have friends that lost babies or miscarried and you never get that, um, you never get that closure. So I feel like as, as you would, as if a actual funeral. So to get that confirmation from you about those babies, I feel like has to be such a huge relief for others, just because it's so hard to go through that grief. And then to hear from you, I, I have a feeling that has to, like you said, just helps people move on immensely or let that grief kind of go. Cause it's so hard to just, um, I said, un undo it. And I still remember, like I said, like, cause the last time you did the reading for me, gosh, I want to say like six, seven years ago. And I still remember when you said my mom came through, um, you would ask the yes or no questions. And you're like, your mom is with babies. Your mom loves babies and she's with the babies that passed over. And, and my mom had three miscarriages. And then, yeah. and then you're like, she's with Kevin. Do you know who that was? And that is a, um, nobody knows this. So I was like, holy shit. She's just, you're, you just know is Kevin was a baby that I, um, a cousin that I had, um, that was murdered before I was born and he was like three months old. So for, to hear that my mom was on the other side with her babies, even though I'm like, I want you here. Cause I'm your baby. Um, uh, it just kind of right. was that relief of, she's in this wonderful place. So I think that is just such a good thing that you give to others that they know that the people that they love are in this wonderful place, hopefully looking out for us. Um, do you ever get anything also with, with pets at all do you, or animals? I do. It's interesting. I've connected people with their horse, their rabbit, their dogs, their cats. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, because it, it's very interesting because you know, as you were just talking about the babies and such, you know, because it's really, it's such a hard concept for people, you know, uh, especially anybody who's skeptical because we are, we're born and raised to be science brain people. And so none of this makes sense. And so when you say things to people in their life, I want so bad to believe that, but it doesn't make sense. How can you know? How can, how can this be? And how could somebody die and reincarnate, but they still be there? And I, and how am I going to see them if they've started a new life? And, and it is one of the great mysteries of how, um, you know, just as like you said, with animals, you know, animals are spirit as well, you know, and that was how they were serving their life in this time was as a horse or as a bunny or as a dog. And, and they too want their owners to know what they meant to them, you know, um, or how they cared for them. And so they will come through, you know, and that always really blows people away because I don't ever think that they're expecting, you know, a pet or whatever to come through. And sometimes it can just be one of those things where, you know, it, it will just be someone who maybe you didn't have a real connection with them, but it will be, you know, like, well, Bob wants you to know that 
he always appreciated what a great neighbor you were. You always shoveled his driveway or whatever. And it's just like, well, I didn't have a personal connection with Bob, but you know, but they, it's almost like when you go into a session, there's like a light on my head where those who have crossed have been like, oh, she's doing it. Let me just tap in and, oh, she's with him. Let me just say a little something, you know? So sometimes people are like, oh, you're saying something about Joe. I, I don't know a Joe. They'll call me two weeks later and go, oh, the thing about Joe makes sense. I forgot about, you know, whatever. So I always tell people, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense right now, but spirit is giving me this message for a reason. So, you know, write it down, put it in the back of your mind, whatever, because chances are at some point, if it didn't make sense during the reading, it's going too soon, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had people reach out to me that, um, I've helped find missing people, um, who have died and their bodies are missing. Um, I've helped find alive people that have just gone off the grid. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, if spirit is there and wanting to connect with me, then I'll try to connect the dots. And, and sometimes it's, you know, again, when I was trying to find my way through this, sometimes it isn't for me to connect the dots. That was another thing that I had to learn early on when I started was, um, they're saying this and I would try to make sense of the message like, well, maybe they mean this and maybe this. And then that's how I would say it, you know, and I, I learned like, no, they're showing me a flag. What does the flag mean? Were they in the military? They're showing me this flag, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that type of thing. So, um, yeah, I learned that I'm just the middleman. You know, I just need to put out what I'm what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing. Um, because I, I do, um, I have really strong clairs. If you know, when I say clairs, what I'm talking about, like clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, um, those type of things. So, um, anyone who, uh, does this type of thing are connecting with their clairs. They're getting it through, um, like Claire audience. That's how I get it. I hear voices. I see faces. I see pictures. You know, it's not as though like your mom pulled up a chair and is like sitting there, but I will get glimpses of, oh, she had this kind of hair or, or she wore this kind of perfume. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll smell it. It'll be like, um, or I'll, I'll get like, oh gosh, my mouth tastes like chocolate chip cookies you know, did, was she a wonderful baker? You know, they will give me what I need to get their message across, you know, and, and they'll try to do it so that it will make sense to the person and that they're getting it in a way that nobody else would. And Tammy, do you ever have any, uh, do people have misconceptions of you being a medium at all? Oh, yes. Um, first of all, you have the people who are just like, um, they're, everybody's very funny because when they find out they'll either be, Oh, I'm scared to be around you because I just don't know. You know, it's just like, Ooh, you're this witchy woman. That's just going to bring in all the scary all the time, you know? Um, and they'll be like, now we're going to go out to dinner, but don't, 
don't be doing any of that voodoo stuff, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, okay. Or there's the people who are like, they just can't get enough. It's just like, tell me everything. Who's here? Who's there? Do you see orbs? Do you see this? Do you see that? You know? Um, and then there are the people who truly are like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's evil. You're, you know, it's of the devil. You're a witch. Um, you know, those kinds of things. But it's just, you know, as I try to tell them, it's just, um, we're all intuitive. Uh, mine are just heightened. I'm open. I'm, I'm willing to listen and hear and, and fine tune all of the things. And when you do, then, you know, it makes it that much easier for that to, you know, come into play. But um, yeah, there's, there are a lot of skeptics and there are a lot of people who are fearful of it for sure. Because yeah, I feel like it has to be, or sometimes I was thinking about when I was trying to think of questions too, that it has to be sometimes either exciting or exhausting. Cause there's, um, I mentioned before, like I learned how to do Reiki and that helped me just calm down. And I noticed I got into that just because I was in pain and I would go to someone. And then after two sessions, I was gone. Like, and then, so I was looking into it and then because I also grew up Christian Catholic, I would tell my friends and they're like, that's witchcraft. And I was like, actually has nothing to do with religion. And they're like, well, that's evil. And you're going to go to hell. And I'm like, I didn't know that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> exactly. When every time I've only done a session, I will only do like friends or family. It's nothing but love light. And um, like, even if almost like you said is I have friends that are um, atheists. I don't say prayer, but like if they are Catholic, you know, religious then I would do some prayer with the Reiki session but also I had a feeling too or, or I have friends that um like I said I will have intuition and more about relationships so if a friend of mine is dating they're like tell me what you feel on that guy and I'm like oh, how did you not know um but sometimes I feel like it is exhausting because I would love I'm like guys like don't date that person or tell them they don't listen um but then it's probably, I was wondering about you, because since you do have a gift, either, like you said, either someone's going to ask you nonstop or some people are just going to view you as evil. So it has to, like, how do you have that balance of to either if someone's constantly asking you questions, not have that get to you, or if someone's viewing you as evil, witch, um, doing the devil's work, like, how do you have that not affect you? Well, um, I think it, well, first of all, like, as I said, when I started, um, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to really do it. And I was open all the time. And I had to learn that balance of, um, when to close myself off, when to bubble up, when to, you know, and that, that's what I call it bubble up or whatever, because, you know, otherwise a trip to target could be hell, you know, I mean, because who in target doesn't know a dead person, you know? So if you walk into target and every single person that you walk by, you know, five dead people are like, tell them this, tell them that, you know, it could just be like, I just need my milk and I need to get out of here, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, there are times where I'm just like, you know, before I go in, to a place or whatever. I'm like, not today, not right now. You know, it, it's not the time or place for this, you know, because, uh, I, I had been, you know, in line at a high V getting deli meat cut one time. And there was 
you know, this child that came through, that's my mom, tell her, you know, and I'm like, it's killing me, you know, but could I be the crazy lady at high V getting her deli meat cut <laughs> telling this mom, you know, and I thought this is not the time or place. So then, you know, I, again, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to just, so my kind my mantra kind of was, you know, if they need me, help them find me, you know, kind of thing. Um, because I realized, you know, that because I'm not that kind of person now, don't get me wrong. There have been times where spirit is insistent as heck and they will be like, this, this is my shot. This is, my, you have to tell them this and I will approach them. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, uh, very delicate in, you know, I. I'm a psychic medium and I'm get, I'm getting a particular uh, message or something. Does this particular name, does this particular thing mean anything to you? You know, if it does and you're open, you know, I'm willing to share that with you. If not, you know, it's fine too, kind of thing. And I have had people that are, are like, nope, don't want to do it. And other people are like, oh my gosh, you know, and then it turns into a whole thing. But I feel as though if spirit was that insistent, you know, then, uh, then I've got to give the message kind of thing, because truly that might be the one time, the one encounter that I have with that person, you know, I may never see them again, but I, you know, like I said, I've, I've always just tried to hope that, you know, um, let those that need me find me, you know? So, um, yeah. So it is very interesting how, you know, spirit will choose the craziest places sometimes to, to come through and have a message or, or whatever. But, um, I feel that, you know, most of the time it, it puts people at ease. Um, you know, sometimes people are a little scared at first, but, you know, I try to, you know, let them know that it, it's all good. They're only there to, you know, maybe they see that they're, they're having a hard time or whatever and spirit wants to come through and maybe, you know, kind of put them at ease a little bit. And uh, Tammy, you mentioned earlier about your journey, about learning about your gifts. And then how would you um, talk to other people that feel that they have a gift as well or want to develop their skills better in mediumship? Uh, what would you suggest for them to do? A big part of my sessions, um, at, as you know, like I, and, and this is not to step on any other psychic mediums toes at all. Everybody has their own way, their own, what is important to them. I know that, that it's, um, a challenge, I guess, for people to find their way of how to do this and, and what have you. So I'm not a clock watcher. So it's, it's, it, my sessions are run much differently than some others. You know, when you book for a session, it could be 30 minutes. It could be two hours, you know, I, and this is just me personally feel that if grandma's talking, I am not shutting grandma down. If she's wanting to come through for someone, you know, just because I'm earth or earthly spirit, and I'm the one that's you know, that would be like me cutting off someone's phone call. You know, that's mm -hmm. not fair, you know? Um, 
So as long as spirit is talking and, and having a message to say, then I'm not going to be like, well, your 30 minutes are up. Well, you know, see you next time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, like I said, I run mine a little differently, but I think if someone feels as though they're intuitive and they're wanting to open those up and in my sessions, I do talk a lot about, um, meditation and how important that is because intuition is something, like I said, we all have, and it is that gut feeling that you have. If you're going to drive to work and you're running late and you're like, oh my gosh, should I take the interstate? Should I take the side roads? And your gut is telling you, do not take the interstate and you do anyway. And then you end up having a wreck or a flat tire. And it's like, you know, your gut's like, I try to tell you, you know, well, that's how our spirit guides connect is that gut feeling. So we all have that. We all have that connection with our spirit guides and that's the easiest way for them to connect. And so through meditation, you can connect with them and through meditation, you can just start to opening up more uh, so that you're allowing spirit and um, messages to come through. So that's how I tell them is to, um, to work on that, to really work on being able to differentiate between your own thoughts, spirit thoughts, and your spirit guide thoughts. So if you can, through meditation, learn the differentiation between all of those and know, oh, hey, I'm hearing this, but that's not for me kind of thing, you know, um, then that helps, I think. And I will say too, Tammy, like, just because I, I think I've done four sessions with you just because I was just like, I was beyond fascinated with things that you would say. And um, it was nice to know, like you said, that you'll Cause I think some sessions I was there for like maybe an hour. And I think another one, especially with my mom was a big one. I think I was there with you for like three hours, four hours. Yeah. And then, See, and that yeah. it just flies by for me because it's so important to make those connections. And I don't, I, and this is just, again, me personally, but I, if I'm connecting someone with their baby or their mom or whatever, I, I am personally invested in this. I can't send, you know, 30 minutes or up. Okay. Here's the door. You have to leave now. You know, they need, they need that downtime. They need to be able to reconnect with, I mean, because I've taken them to a place they never thought they could go. You know, I, I need to bring them back into, it's all good. You know, we need to thank spirit for coming and, you know, have that moment of, of wrapping it up and feeling like, it's all good. And I can leave now feeling better than I came. And Tammy, how, um, I know you kind of took, um, before the, the interview, we talked about, you took a sabbatical, um, can people book a session with you eventually, you know, soon, or, um, can they reach out to you at, at some point to book a session? Sure. Um, right now, um, I still have my website up. It's um, you can uh, look on it. You can't book on it right now. Um, and when I do start taking clients again, then I'll open that back up where you'd be able to just book online. And it's just TammyKarnick.com. T-A-M-M-Y-K-A-R-N-I-K.com. And um, my website probably needs a little updating. I've kind of neglected it in my time off, but um, it hasn't been total time off. I mean, I've done readings here or there as I could, um, 
kind of thing. But I, I also really feel as though um, when I'm doing a reading, it was always nice to have my space because I could keep it properly cleansed and I'm not bringing spirit into someone's home, taking spirit, uh, you know, I, it just felt like a very, um, wholesome spiritual place. I, I, you know, I always tried to make it a very comfortable place where people felt like they could come and just feel comfortable and open. And I didn't have to worry about, um, I, I don't necessarily like to go into people's homes and do it because with that comes all the energy of anybody that lives in that house. And, you know, because I've had people that, you know, can I bring five people to my reading? I don't care who you bring to your reading, you know, that's up to you, but know that I've prayed for the highest intention to come through. You might bring your sister and she might be the one who gets the highest intention for me, you know, not that you wouldn't get a reading, but, um, the people in the room at the time, you know, that because when I open up like that, all kinds of spirit comes through. So, um, and that's not to, to say that, you know, people that do group readings and that type of thing, but it's not going to be as intimate as, you know, like, like you said, you're, you're reading with me that lasted three hours or whatever, you know, that's going to be more intimate than, you know, a group reading where there's 10 people just because of time you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I hope to, um, find an office space where I can, um, do that because I feel I, uh, in making use, of, like I said, of all of the clairs and, and feeling and, and such, I like the intimacy of having the person in the room and feeling their energy. Um, you know, not that something over zoom, or if I'm doing something long distance that it can't be done. I mean, spirit will transcend, you know, all time and space. So it doesn't matter if you're in Washington or Florida or wherever I can do it, but it is nice when you're in person and you can actually, you know, because there's times that spirit comes through and they're like, my baby needs a hug. Give them a hug. Can you give them a hug for me? Can you do those things? And that's important to me. You know, it's, it's not all about verbal messages. Sometimes they need their hand held. Sometimes, you know, um, they need to be able to see, an expression or whatever that might mean something to them. So um, yes, I hope to get an office space where I can do that. And once I do, then I will, um, you know, put that on my webpage so people know. So hopefully by late fall. Okay, good. Well, also I would say um, when you said hug, like I remember still you hugged me and I was like, cause I think with my mom too, you're like, she's coming through. She says you need a hug. And then that one, I'm trying not to tear up now. Cause I remember that was such a huge, help for me at that time. Um, so I think, yeah, in-person is always, I think better than, than over zoom or over the internet. Sure. Um, so yeah, what- I can remember for myself, I was in a, I, after my, uh, like I said, after my mom died and well, my dad died before my mom, but, um, so I was going for, um, father's day cards for, uh, my husband and, um, my mom's birthday is like shortly after father's day. So I'm in there and I'm seeing these birthday cards. And so I'm just a mess going into the store thinking, you know, whatever I, I didn't want to be there buying these cards. And there's an elderly man there and he's just kind of shuffling around. He has a cane and everywhere I went, he went. And, um, so finally I thought he, 
does he want something? So I asked him, I said, do you need help? Cause I thought maybe he can't read the cards. Maybe I said, do you, sir, do you need some help? And he goes, no, um, no, I'm just looking. And I said, okay. So I went around the corner and here he came. And then, I mean, this went on for several minutes and then I, I said, are you sure? Is there, is there anything I'd be happy to help you with whatever? And he said, well, I'll tell you, he says, um, my wife passed away just, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he said, and the perfume that you have on smells like my wife. And I remembered the perfume I put on that morning was my mom's perfume a perfume that my mom wore. And I was like, Oh, and I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting to tear up and I'm telling him and he goes, I don't care what the name of it is, he goes, <laughs> but you smell like my wife. And he said, I was in, I had broken my, uh, I don't know if it was like his wrist or whatever. And he said, so I was in a rehab center and I didn't, I wasn't there when she died. And he said, could I hug you? I, by this time, I'm a blubbering mess. I'm just bawling. And then the the girl at the front of the store, she's like looking like, is there a problem? And I'm like, I'm crying. I'm hugging him. And as I brought him in to hug, he had on Old Spice cologne. And that's what my dad wore. Okay. And I was like, okay, little man, you've given me everything <laughs> I've needed today. You know, because I went in there just like so sad. And I left there so happy because... I made his day and he made mine. So, you know, it's, it's just moments like that, that it's like, you know, I just don't see how anybody can doubt the validity of, you know, spirit trying to show us and tell us that they're still there, that they're still watching, that they're still seeing everything that we're doing. I love that. Very well put. Like I'm trying not to tear up. Um, well, <laughs> well, thank you, Tammy. Um, I, uh, know several people actually that can't wait for you to come back and do, uh, oh, so readings. Um, but thank you so much for your time and, um, uh, yeah, thank you. Let me pause. Oh, you're very welcome. And like I said, I'll put that on there for readings. What I'm thinking also, um, just a little side note is, um, hopefully to start to do more, um, just Q and A's like this and just where it would be group things where people could come and we could just talk about the other side and what happens in the dying process and what, why we do what we do and feel what we feel and, and those types of things where, um, it's just more of, you know, five or 10 people that would, you know, come together for a session to just, um, answer their questions about the other side. So I hope to do some of those too. I think those are really helpful because there's even just people that are either dying or just been through that process, or I don't say they've been through the process, but watch someone die. I think that would also be very healing too, as well. So right. like or just any questions that anybody has about just the paranormal in general, you know, why does, why, do, you know, um, do people choose to stay earthbound? What happens then? What's the next step? You know, just, I, I'm open to talk to anybody about whatever questions they have, because it's all, it's all very interesting. And, and as I said, just when I think I've got it, I know everything there is to know about the other side, then I'll do a reading and it'll be like, well, I learned something new. There's some, like, even with you, I was trying not to tear up. Cause like, even with the whole babies thing, um, like even right now I'm trying to tear up. Um, 
Allison and I were pregnant together and it would be my first and that was her second and she miscarried a week before me and then I miscarried and that was less than a month ago so then that um just hearing that people came through like still kind of helps me and I even had friends that are like they said I had a dream that your mom was just around the baby so stuff like that always I think helps because as a woman you don't understand we don't understand why that happens but exactly and and it is it is hard to understand why would this baby uh, you know be it a miscarriage or I mean I've had women who their babies were like nine months old and they they lost them or you know so it's it's just sad and it's there is no rhyme or reason or you know you can just hold their hand and help them know that they are on the other side and and as I said we as women have spirit babies all around us that because our babies truly do pick us to be their parent. And, you know, sometimes miscarriages happen because um, there's a deformity in their leg and they're like, well, I don't want to do life this way. So I'm going to check out and I'm going to get back in line, you know, or, um, you know, and there's babies who are like, it's all good. I don't care if I have a, you know, a crippled foot or a bad hand or whatever. They'll, they'll, you know, do whatever. And others, you know, choose not to, or, you know, there have been babies who have said before, you know, I picked them as parents and they got divorced before I was born and I want to be in a whole family or, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's hard to fathom that these babies are saying these things because people are like, they're babies. How can they say these things? But it's spirit and they have, they have a voice, you know, no matter, no matter what, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, so it is, it is a nice thing to be able to bring that peace to people. Um, I don't know. I just think it definitely, like what you do definitely helps other people. And I'm always fascinated with the other side, but then I'm always, um, like how I talked about that fear because I would love to be open, but then I still have that. And maybe that Catholic feel fear. I don't know, but yeah, that fear that I'm doing something evil or something wrong. But even like when I mentioned the Reiki, like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything evil. I think whenever I've done Reiki sessions with my friends, it helped or, um, I know when I've done a Reiki session for myself or learned, um, I've, I felt like, um, like my parent was coming through and they're like, I didn't think she'd be that bad. And then, um, referencing to my sister and I'm like, I'm just making that up in my head. And then boom, a year later goes by and I'm like, oh my God, I was right. The entire, you know, or right. Exactly. So it's, um, so yeah, it's hard because it's, um, I don't think I've ever had the gift like you do, but I will have intuition and I was told to kind of shove it down and ignore it. And then this year, especially this year, it was, I don't say I was right all along, but I've shoved it down and I'm trying well, to, yeah, it and it's kind anymore. of bubbling over, you know, I mean, like I said, when you're an intuitive person and you, you get the feels for per- people, or you walk in a room and you can kind of sense what, where, you know, what you, you feel the room, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, and, and it's okay to go with that. And you, you have to train your brain to know, like you said, you hear the voice 
And you're like, is that just me saying that? Or is this something? And, and that's where, like, for me, my psychic ability comes in, you know, because there's spirit voices and there's my psychic voice and they're two very different voices. Um, you know, so when I have, you know, when people are, are coming to me and they're like, well, how are you getting this information? Is my dead mom telling you this? And it's like, nope. You know, that's where my claircognizance comes in. It's just, I know. I, I know this is happening and I don't know where it's coming from. The universe is telling me this. And, um, I had, um, a client who, um, you know, we were talking about her life and her spirit guides. And I mean, she had come for mediumship readings and then she was mostly then coming for what I call life coaching. Not that I'm a trained, um, specialized life coach, but I let people know that I can life coach through their spirit guides, so to speak. And, but, and, you know, and I was telling her, you know, um, I just really need to tell you, uh, I mean, because by this time she'd been in three or four sessions. So I felt like I could be open and honest. And I said, you know, um, this is not necessarily coming from your spirit guides. It's coming from, you know, I'm being told to tell you that, you know, you're going to, um, have a child soon. And she's like, no, she said our careers, <laughs> you know, my husband and I, we, you know, we got married and we agreed to give our careers this much time. And I said, well, I guess, you know, the universe is wanting you to know that it's going to happen. So if you're not wanting it to happen, then you need to do something. Right. or not do something, right. you know? <laughs> and I said, so take that for what it's worth. But I said, I'm telling you, you are going to have a baby and you are going to go on a vacation and it's going to be by water. And that's where you're going to get pregnant. And she's like, no, no, this is, <laughs> we have no. And I said, well, it, I'm telling you, it's going to happen within the next 12 months. And she said, we have no vacations planned. We have no vacation in sight. We've both been at our jobs not long enough to even have a vacation. And, um, you know, we agreed when we got married to give our careers, you know, at least two years before we consider children. And I said, okay, whatever, you know. So she called me like five months later and she said, well, you're right. I am pregnant. <laughs> she said, uh, two weeks later, my husband won a trip to Hawaii and our jobs gave us the time off because it was a, a trip, you know, a, a trip that was on it. And anyway, yeah, she got pregnant in Hawaii and had, <laughs> so I was like, don't you ever doubt spirit. <laughs> you know? So she's like, I would have, she said, I would have staked my life on the fact that she said, I thought you had just gone off the deep end. Like, I'm just going to throw this in as an extra, you know? And I said, no, I mean, that's where, you know, psychic ability comes in. You just get that, those voices that are telling you this person needs to know this, or this is going to happen or whatever. And that's not coming from anybody who's crossed over. It's not, you know, it's coming from, um, you know, the universe or, or whatever that, that they need to know. And, and spirit guides will come through too with messages. Um, but spirit guides, I mean, I could go on and on about spirit guides because they have a lot to say because they chose us at birth and we chose them and their mission is to, they are our posse of people to keep us on our life path. They know what our life path is supposed to be, but just like God, they will never interfere with our free will. So those are lessons learned when we don't pay attention to them. 
that's another where I was like, maybe I can get you on again for another podcast. Cause that's something I forgot to ask about spirit guides too. Cause sure. I don't I'd be happy to. I'll, I'll let um, Allison know, or even with, um, there's something I was going to say when you were mentioned the Hawaii thing. So when my mom was, and I don't expect you to know, cause it's been years ago. Like, so my mom, I think she went to you a court, of course, before she died. And, um, she, like, I didn't know this cause my, my mom's friend came with me with the reading and she's, cause I met my husband later on. Um, we only were briefly dating and I guess you told my mom, like the next person that, that I bring home is going to be my husband. And so I would try to not have him come around. Cause I thought my family's absolutely nuts. He's not going to stick around. And she met him and I remember she would like smile and super happy. And I thought she was just more shocked that I brought a home up brought home because <laughs> like, I, I would date but like very rarely or I wouldn't want them around and she was just like so thrilled but then it's also we didn't know is like she only met him three times because then she passed away and yeah. um but then also it was really good I always forget this too I have a friend Katie that saw you and then she was like do you want to use my I think you were like fully booked and she's like do you want to use my um reading session because she booked another one but she used hers and then you came or she's like you were like my mom came in for her and she's like I gotta tell Candy something and you're like well her session's actually tomorrow and so it was just kind of nuts how it all all happened mm -hmm. and I, I'm so grateful because there's even I still remember there's one with my grandpa came in with you and that was the first one that I was like I'm just gonna come for fun and then you're like, there's three generations of Tom. He's super excited. And I'm like, holy shit, because there's three generations of Tom. And then my last name now is Thomas. Um, so it's kind of, I want to try to be better with my intuition as well. But well, and I, I would know, say yeah. to that, Candace, try to, um, I don't know if you journal at all or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. But keep a, keep a separate intuition notebook, let's say. And write down your thoughts, you know, like if, if something's nagging at you about a particular person, about a particular thing, you know, date it, write it down um, so that you're not um, thinking all over the map. You have something to reference back to, to where you can get. And I'm not saying that it's evidential, like you can submit this for evidence in a case, a, a court case, but I'm just saying for your own intuition journey to say, you know, this is what I felt about this person and, and what about this person, as opposed to someone else made me feel uncomfortable or what, what am I getting? Or even if it's happy things or whatever, just journaling when you certain instances, when you feel more intuitive than others, or what kinds of things make you feel like, oh, I, I'm not open at all when I'm in this situation versus I feel completely open when I'm in this situation, you know, just so that you can kind of follow your own journey and see um, how, how you're progressing with your intuition. That would be good. I mean, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I, I never thought I do. Um, I journal for another reason, like, um, I'm in a 12, I don't know. I'm in a 12 step for overeaters. And then, so I journal things and it helps me with that, but I'll start doing that with 
because I'll have my feelings and then I'll shred it. And then I wish I remembered it because I'm like, shit, I was right, but I can't remember what I was right about. <laughs> so, right. well, and that's, that's just a, a good way to, you know, like, oh, you know, I met, I saw a friend, you know, that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I had this sort of feeling and just, just jot it down. It doesn't have to be anything grandiose, but it's just something for you to reference back to, because I think, you know, as we get busy in our lives and, you know, I mean, you're married, you have a job, you have all of these things. And so you think, oh, how could I forget that? It was so monumental at the time. Well, I guarantee you'll forget it and let, you know, and it'll be like, what day was that? And was there anything that triggered it? You know, and and triggers can be, you know, um, just like, well, I mean, I think glimmers are good things. Triggers sometimes are bad things is the way I look at it. So if you have a particular glimmer about someone, you know, it's a good thing as opposed to a trigger being a bad thing, you know, jot it down, reference like, Ooh, that person gave me a really uneasy feeling in my stomach, or this person makes me so happy when I'm with them. You know, that intuition could be connecting to, you know, them in another life you know, kind of thing, you know, because haven't you ever met someone like that where you lock eyes with them and you just know, you just could like, I think I could finish this person's sentence. Or I've met people where it's just like, I just love this person so much. And I just met them, you know? Yeah. Well, that's more often than not, that's a connection with that. You probably knew them in another life, you know? So, I mean, cause that's a whole other thing, you know, I mean, I do read tarot cards, but I find that my psychic and mediumship abilities kind of override the tarot cards. Um, I can cut to the chase much quicker than doing a tarot spread kind of thing. Um, but also um, just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's just so many, so many things, you know, Uh, like I said, to talk about intuition and, you know, psychic and tarot and, you know, how we connect. There's just so many avenues I feel like um, people are curious about. So that's why I, like I said, I hope to do some, uh, I I guess, classes or whatever you want to call them, so to speak. Um, Because I just think the more people that um, know and are open, because I do think that we are, starting to um have a a big awakening there's a lot more people that are um more open to that type of thing and are knowing that it's okay to be spiritual without being organized religion you know spirituality and religion are two separate things to me so yeah. And I would definitely, well, whenever you do that, I would definitely sign that up. I know another friend. And then do you also when I, before I let you go too, do you ever do, um, cause I don't even know if you do this for a podcast or in general, like, do you ever do, when you mentioned the dream, dream stuff, do you ever do dream interpretation? Cause I actually had a, um, coworker. It was weird today. Cause she's listened to my pot, our podcast. And then she's like, have you ever had anyone on that talks about dream interpretations? And I'm like, no, but that would be a good one. And, but then I would have no idea where to even do that, but do you ever do stuff or do you just do that for yourself? The dream interpretation? Um, I mean, I have people who, you know, through, um, a reading that I've been doing, oh, by the way, you know, I have this dream and it's consistent and that, you know, I always, and what I tell people is think about, um, yes. So I do. Yes. So in answer to your question, 
I do dream interpretation. Sometimes it's easier than others. Sometimes I have to just guide the person to make sense of it themselves because what water might mean to me might not mean to you. You know, if you have a fear of water, maybe I don't, or maybe I'm scared to death of water and you're not, you know, so maybe fear would come into play if you had a consistent dream about, you know, so, and, and like I said, if it's, I would tell them, you know, if the dream is consistent, because mine was for 22 years, the same dream down to the color of the drapes down to the, you know, the smells and the dream was exactly the same. So if you're having a repetitive dream that there's no variation in it, then you need to dig in. Why am I having this? What is my subconscious trying to tell me? Because when we go to sleep, our subconscious is like poking at us, like, you know, the science part of your brain is off. Let me, let me help you make sense of this, you know? So if you have, you know, you're constantly drowning. Like, I'm so afraid I'm, you know, I'm drowning, drowning, drowning in this water. Okay. What does that mean to you? What are you drowning in? You're drowning. Are you fearful of water? Do you need to learn how to swim? Are you drowning in debt? Are you drowning in sorrow? Are you drowning in grief? You know, we need to get to the bottom of, okay, so what are you drowning? What's around you when you're drowning? And you start to pick apart what's the pictures, what's in here? What does each thing mean? Like a snake could mean something. This could mean something. So, yeah. So um, it is very interesting because our dreams will tell us things. Because like I said, it is when the veil's very thin. It's when we're asleep and our science brain is shut off. So all the floodgates are open. That is very interesting. I would like to, or yeah, I'm always interested in those two. And when you were mentioning the, um, at first, when you were talking about the different rooms, I never had a occurring dream, but the one that always still stick sticks out to me because it's almost like a memory. And I feel like it's, um, what's it called? Like a visiting dream uh-huh. before I got married. And this is over five years ago. And that's why I was like, it feels like a memory is, um, I'm at my parents' house and then my mom comes out, but she looks like, she doesn't look like herself when she passed away, but more in her thirties, but like beautiful, like beautiful long hair. And then, um, I remember seeing colors that I can't describe cause I I've never seen them before. Um, but like different hues. And then I remember seeing her in our backyard. And then I remember her saying like, everything's okay. I'm going to be with you. And, um, and like, I could, she tried to say something else, but I couldn't understand her. And then she just left. And then I remember in the dream, it's like, I need to pay attention because I'm in a dream and I need to pay attention. And I'm like, so I was fully aware that I was sleeping. And then I woke up just so happy and also going, God damn it. I want to go back. And like, yeah. yeah. So that yeah, was that really- truly was. Um, and like I, like I say, you know, for me, that dream, Um, because when I take the person to the door to say goodbye, they're always like, I can't believe you've had this and you've never made use of it. And that was the sentence that resonated with me was, I can't believe you've had this. So, you know, so when I went to this person and she told me like, you have this gift and you, you know, your mom and your aunts are there, they're cheerleaders for you. They want you to do this. They're, you're ready. You're ready. You know, I never, I still never told her about the dream, but when, once I acknowledged and whatever, I never had it again. I haven't had it since, but I would say, and like I tell many people, when someone passes away and they've crossed and they're on the other side, 
dreams are a really good way for uh, for them to visit us because they'll visit us day to day. You know, your mom might be like, Candace isn't paying attention to me. I'm going to shut her phone down. I'm going to, you know, I, I want her to know that I'm here or, you know, they'll move things because they can, you know, or they'll, you'll smell her perfume or you'll walk in and it'll smell like her meatloaf cooking or whatever, you know, and you're like, you just get that little whiff and it, then it's gone. But it's that, that's their way to connect. Well, if we're not paying attention in day-to-day life, then they're like, okay, I guess I'm going to go in the dream because it's much easier because you you, you won't doubt anything in, in your dream, you know, so that that's when they'll make a visitation and it really is them. So if you feel like she hugged you, if you feel like whatever it really was her hugging you it really she was there you know so and I would say that like you said when you started to feel like I'm having this dream I need to remember what she you were probably starting to wake up you know and and you were coming around and so that's why then she went away like oh no now she's going to be awake and doubt that it happened and so so i would say that she obviously had a message that she wanted to say but she wanted it to be poignant enough that she wanted you to listen yeah i wish i kind of knew more too because i do remember the um i'm with you and then there's a part that still said like she said something else. And then I was like, I can't understand. And so still now I, I thought she was like, I'll be with you when you have children. I couldn't understand it. So then I'm like, am I thinking of this too much? So yeah. So I still kind of, I question it at times, but I really think like out of all the weird ass dreams I have, I was like, I feel like that was a visitation dream just because I just had, I felt like I had to pay attention. I knew I was dreaming. And again, like the peace that I had and just how, it's kind of, I mean, maybe you have the same thing as like, she looked like herself in her thirties, but just perfect in her own way. And then also just, I just remember the colors, like the colors I can't describe. It's like the greenest green I've ever seen. Yes. It is. It's just like, you can't just like to describe this heavenly place to people. You, you can't, you can't describe the perfectness of it you know, the perfectness of where they're at, they have a hard time describing that, but they all, when they get there, no, they, that's why they call it going home because we don't remember being born and we don't remember being on the other side, but when we get there, then we remember and we're like, oh yeah, this is what, this is where we came from. This isn't so bad, you know, and it's all beautiful and it's just so perfect. And they will present more often than not, um, when they felt their best. So if she presented in her thirties, then she was feeling fine at that time. <laughs> you know, she was, you know, because they do, I mean, the, the blind can see the deaf can hear the crippled can walk, you know, it, they've got their life back, you know? So, um, yeah, it is interesting. And it is, you know, like I said, one of those things where we all hope to see them again. And, um, and we will, you know, um, but we also can connect with them here and they really want us to know that. But again, you know, they're just kind of sitting back watching us, seeing all the things that are happening in our lives because they can, 
you know, they're not, they don't become our guardian angel. We've already had guardian angels. We were given those when we were born. So we don't, but you can bet that if your guardian angel isn't paying attention, your mom's poking that guardian angel saying, you know, my baby needs some help down here, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it is a beautiful place for them, but they still, are tethered to us in a way because we're their people. So they want us to know that they're okay. Which is good to, yeah, I would say good to hear. Cause well, even like you said, um, her name was Karen. So I was like, she was, the, we always joke. She was the original Karen. Cause before the <laughs> whole Karen thing became, yes, a thing, the whole, yes. Um, we always like me and her friend laugh because it's like, oh my God, she really did go speak to a manager <laughs> or she would like, <laughs> she went straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would do this or um if we gone to um so like I think I can't remember her name, but we went to the Long Island Medium. Uh we just went for fun, but we're like, if she really wants to say something, she's gonna come out and knock everyone out so she can tell you something. So I thought that was kind of that's kind <laughs> of how she was. So it always makes me feel better that at least um yeah, so that's one like I know with people would love to get in touch with you just because they've had people that they've passed that have passed on and they're like I can't wait to talk to Tammy again so I think that definitely I know that well, it is yes and I I treasure I, I mean everybody that I've ever done a reading for you know I like I said I am in the moment in the feels when I when I meet with them and I I always wonder you know like I said that that when they leave they feel better and and you know there's no better thing than a referral or a recommendation, but, um, you know, and that's, that makes me feel good. And, and like I said, I mean, there's lots and lots of people that do what I do. I just do it a little different. Everybody has their own, their own way to connect and to do. And, um, and, um, I mean, there was a point in time that, I mean, I had a waiting list like a year long, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Because I felt, I felt sad for these people because I was like, I can only do so many, but I, I mean, I just, um, I thought you're willing to wait four months to talk to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause I think even when my, cause I, the main one, like I said, that I remember more was cause I'd gone four times, but like with my mom, she died in, um, June. And then I finally got to go to you in October. And I was like, yes, before I got my office, I did a reading for a family and it was, um, uh, a lady and her sisters and their daughters. And so we're meeting in the living room and the husband was like, well, I'll just head to the kitchen because I don't believe in this. I'll just go to the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, go to the kitchen. You know? So he left the room and I'm in there doing the reading and whatever. And they're, they're not some of the ladies that were, I'm like, well, this is the message, you know, here's some messages. And this person, this said this, and this person said that. And they're like, nope. And I was talking about this big party and, and pretty soon he comes out from the kitchen. He goes, remember that part in so-and-so. And so he's, and I'm like, so do you want to come in? And he's like, no, I told you, I don't believe in this. Well, this went on for like an hour. And finally he was in all in, in the chair, you know, and I'm like, okay, so now you're in here. And he's like, well, I had to come in and make sense of it all because these guys can't remember shit, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so then when I left, he goes, well, 
I'm not going to say you made a believer out of me, but he goes, there's some hocus pocus going on or whatever. <laughs> he, he was a hoot, but, um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, there, and, and I always then, you know, got to where it's just like, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Here's the messages and take it for what it's worth, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I, I, more men, I think are, are skeptics than women. I 100% believe. Cause even with my, um, my mom was a blue, she was, she was Catholic, very spiritual. So she would, I know she went to you or, or like, was just interested in things <clears throat> in the afterlife. <clears throat> and then my dad would be like, it's all bullshit. And so when I went to you and I was trying to tell him like, well, like there's no way she would have known this stuff. And <clears throat> excuse me, my dad would just go, ah, oh, it's just a bullshit. And then, so like with, when I saw Victoria too, like, um, she had my, my dad came through and she's like, he didn't believe any of this stuff now. And now he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, pursue that. And I'm like, oh, he would have never done that in life. He would have said, don't do, or like, this is all crap. And mm -hmm. so it was funny that she's just like, oh, he now gets what you guys were interested or like what you guys were me. And he wasn't spiritual at all. And even with my, my husband, um, and even like Allison's husband's as well is I'm more of, again, I grew up Catholic and I view myself more Christian, even though I have the, you know, parts that are Catholic, or I just want to search more, or actually I feel more spiritual. Like I, I want to search for more. My husband does not believe, I think he believes there's, um, a God, but that's about it. So, but he views us like anything that I try to do is like weird, crazy, doesn't, doesn't believe it, but I kind of wish he would have some kind of faith because he just doesn't, he's like, um, there may be a God, but doubt it. So yeah. Well, I, and I would say with people like him, it's, it is interesting because like, I, like we talked earlier and about my faith and whatever, and my fears and whatever, that's not to say that there aren't negative, bad things that can happen because, you know, I always tell people don't even get on board with like a Ouija board or things like that, that, because you're just opening up stuff that you don't know about, you know, and, you know, too, too often people, because weird attracts weird. Do you know what I mean? So if you are just like, tee hee hee, I've got this Ouija board. Let's see what comes any, I'm, I'm opening it up to anybody that wants to come they'll come, you know, and you may not be ready for what comes. Now, with that being said, I mean, is it something that's going to kill you? No, but I mean, it can make your life hell, right? Because you've opened up your house to, oh, all the negative, you know, earthbound spirits. Here's the party house. They don't care that we're here kind of thing. We attract energy, you know, and if you're an intuitive person and, and that kind of thing, you're open to that kind of thing because you're, when you open up, it's, especially when you're new at it, you're, you're just like, I'm just going to be open to everything. You haven't learned to tweak what you're open to and what you're not. And so everything just starts to jump in and say, she's open, let's go with her. And you're like, no, I didn't really, you know, that's like, I always tell people, like um my chiropractor my hairdresser anybody where you're in close contact with people and you're touching them and you doing reiki you know you need to know how to cleanse yourself when you're done because you yeah. are doing something that you're someone has come to you feeling bad 
and you're taking that bad away, it has to go somewhere. So it's important to cleanse yourself when you're done. And that's what I always tell, you know, like, um, like I said, my chiropractor, my hairdresser, when you leave work at night on your way to the car, you need to say anything that is with me that does not serve, you know, me or my home in a good way, in a good purpose needs to leave and, you know, go back to the universe to be recycled into good, you know, let go of the bad. So, um, that you're not taking it home with you because I mean, don't, you know, like when your husband has had a bad day, you've had a bad day and you come home and it just sets a tone for the house. And then that negative energy, you're like, okay, it gets dumped and it gets dumped. And then the next day you might come home feeling like it wasn't such a bad day. It was a good day, but you come home and you're in amongst all of this because you haven't cleared it out. And so you immediately just got home and you already feel crappy and you're like, well, I didn't feel crappy till I got here, you know? Yeah. Even with him or I've noticed with my, um, I think I'm sure people feel this too. Like energy is if someone's moody, then I'm starting to get moody and I can't figure out why. Or like when you mentioned the target, like I was like, mm-hmm. I, I get that is I can't be in large crowds. I can't deal with people because I get this anxiety, frustration, overwhelming. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm just like, nope, I'm at where when I have friends are like, do you want to go to a concert? Absolutely not. Um. So yeah, totally understand what you mean with the, the vibes of stuff. And I wish um when you mentioned something, I was like, crap, I would love to like ask you more, like have another section of the podcast or like, or have you back because there was someone, what you said too, was I remember, like, I think it was last year or two where, um, I went to someone that does, um, like they kind of did like a Q and a thing. I can't remember what the place is like a crystal shop or something. And Mm -hmm. she mentioned that she wanted to talk about, um, like I didn't, she told me that she was going to do this. I didn't go to it, but she was going to have a thing about, how witchcraft is Ouija boards and stuff, because a lot of kids that are, um, in their teens or, or let's say early twenties, they now are on TikTok and they're playing Ouija boards and witchcraft. And she goes, just like you said, they have no idea what they're inviting in. They no. have no idea what they're doing. And I even think about when I was like 12, I would, I thought it was a fun thing to play with. And then I watched exorcist and I never played with it. Yeah, And then I was like, threw that out the window. And I was like, Nope, not doing that. And so, yeah. And like I said, it's one of those things that I'm strong enough in what I know I can do where I could invite something in and help it move on. Whereas a 13 year old on a Ouija board inviting God knows what in if that is a, a very negative, heavy energy that could convince them all kinds of things, do you know what I mean? So it would be harmful in a way, you know, like I said, is it going to step in and, and kill them or throw them around the room or things that you would see on a horror movie? No, but it sure is going to bring about a negative um, aspect of their life that um, they'll wish that they hadn't invited in for sure. You know? Um, and I think it is just one of those, I mean, kids don't know, they, they're just intrigued. And I mean, how often did we go to slumber parties and play, you know, light as a feather and, you know, all of those kinds of things. Um, and you know, Ouija boards and all, you know, cause it's, it's a tool and, you know, um, uh, that's, 
just like dousing rods and all of those kinds of things, you know, um, those are things that I use when we do like a paranormal invest investigation, you know, to have spirit connect. And I've had many negative spirits. I mean, I've had them shove me down. I've come out with scratches that I didn't know, you know, um, that kind of thing. They're just fighting back because they're equally as scared. They're, they're, they're like, we're invading their space. And, and more often than not a negative, let's say what people would call a haunted house. Um, they're living there and people just know this is eerie and it feels haunted, but they, they, the spirit, the, the ghost feels like we're just laying low. Nobody knows we're here. And then an investigation team comes in and it's like, well, crap, they've got equipment, <laughs> they've got shit, they know we're here, they're going to try to move us out of here, you know, and so they're going to fight back a little bit. They're like, we thought we could lay low here and just make life miserable, but it looks like we're going to have to move on, you know, kind of thing. So they do get a little antagonistic, I guess you'd say, but more often, I mean, I've helped people cross, you know, they're like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of living like this kind of thing, you know? And then it's like, you can help them move on, you know, that's, I, I mean, and this is, I, I don't mean to keep you by story after story, but that's why I have a really difficult time with places like um, the Axe Murderer House mm -hmm. and the Sally House in Atchison. Now, Atchison, Kansas, I mean, I have family from, I mean, my family's from, Kansas originally my parents were from a small town in Kansas and so Atchison is like 12 miles away Atchison is a very haunted town it's just a very but they cling to it they want to be known for that they they won't let go of it I mean if I've done investigations in houses down there and it's it's very interesting to me but you have to sign a disclosure that you are not going to cleanse the house wow well probably I'm assuming that's a money maker. Yeah. As well. yeah. So, you know, I, I have a, an issue with that, you know, I, I mean, I, I do go on the investigations and stuff to, you know, um, converse with the spirit and see, you know, what's going on. And it is, I've, I've learned tons of stuff through, um, our investigations, but, um, it is something that, you know, when you have to sign that, it's like, no, they don't want you moving these spirits on or helping them cross because, you know, that's, the... and I mean, I have, as far as, to me, as far as the one in Villisca, the axe murderer house mm -hmm. or whatever, that is a bunch of mumbo jumbo in the sense of, are there negative, nasty things that are going on? Yes. But is it, the actual axe murderer? No, it's all the crap that's left there by the people who visit. Oh, okay. Because I have, I mean, I've been there, but I never saw anything. I just felt this is creepy. Um, yeah, we spent the night there and um, it was all, to me, it was all this energy of people that just left behind residual crappy energy, um, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh, I talked to the actual axe murderer or the person who was killed here or whatever. It was more just this horrible, horrible feeling of all of the people who have passed through there and all their stories and all the crap they've left behind to me. 
That's fascinating. I mean, I, I like I could go so much into this too, because I don't know much about it, but I'm always fascinated where I kind of just, that would make sense of just someone coming in um, either negative energy or like hoping. Um, I don't know. I never even thought about that. I didn't think it would like, I went there years ago and I never thought, Oh, it's definitely the ax murder. Cause they're, they would be gone. And maybe, but I also don't think the people that got murdered there would be evil. So right. Um, like I do have a friend that would see stuff in the mirror and stuff. I didn't see anything. I just remember going there and I'm like, I just feel uncomfortable by the closets. And then the person there was just like, oh, that's where our, most of our activity is. And like, oh, okay. Um, but then that's why I'm always intrigued with, um, like ghosts. I don't know. I'm always torn. Cause I'm like, I would love to do an in- investigation or try one, but at the same time, it's something like you kind of, like you said, you can are equipped and you can handle it. I don't want to like try to go and investigate. And then it's something that I can't, or like, I don't want it following me home. So it's right. yeah, like I'm always, I'm fascinated in the, that aspect too. Cause it's like, it's for me, I thought more of a search to see what's out there or how not out there, but like, well, and like I more, said, for yeah. the, the ax murderer house or any of these haunted houses, <laughs> like I said, more often than not, it's not, it's not what I find there is not the attraction for which it's listed. It's the stuff where, like I said, stuff where other people have left behind or like I said, negative attracts negative. So if there's earthbound spirit that it's like, there's this place down here where they want spirit to live. So let's go there. Let's live there because we can, you know, so it might be Joe Schmo lives there and he might be earthbound, but he has nothing to do with the murder that happened there. But he's just, do you see what I'm saying? So he's just like, oh, all negative energy can go hang there. So there's a bunch of all of these negative energies, people, you know, all of these ghosts that are trying to intermingle and live in a place because they can. Well, that would be like throwing 50 earthly people in a room and go okay live together uh, or i was gonna say inmates and then have fun right like, right or you know that would be just like you walking into target and saying okay 50 of you come and live with me at this house we don't know each other and to boot if you were all very negative dead people and you're like okay now we're all trying to reside in the same house well yes that that makes for all kinds of chaos and whatever so then you know these people who are hosting these things are like then they get all of this activity and it's like well yeah but it really doesn't have anything to do with what you're advertising and i mean i know that because 9 out of 10 times when i go to these places and i'm like are you what you know no i'm so and so you know i just happened here interesting it's almost like yeah i could go on and on i was like it's almost like mtv real world for dead people yeah yeah (laughs) yeah big we're now auditioning for big brother (laughs) (laughs) i love it well thank you oh you're so welcome it was good to see you and um you take care and like i said i will um hope to get myself an office space and um get to see some of your friends, your familiar faces again, so I can um, see what's up in their life. 
friends. If you like what you heard on this episode, please subscribe to our show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can be notified of new episodes. Please leave us a rating and review to help others find our podcasts, and we love reading your feedback. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rooted Vitality and let us know if there are any topics you would like us to discuss or dive deeper into. If you are a health and wellness practitioner and would like to be a guest on our podcast, please message us. We love hearing from our listeners.